What's up, everyone? Seven Octobers here with another episode of The Heartful Truth here with my co-host, Melly. What up, everyone? Uh, and this is uh, season four, episode seven. This is going to be our finale episode. Uh, we want to thank everybody who has been tuning in either this season who just started or maybe they've been watching for the past seasons. And we are going to be... Um, Actually, before I forget to, uh, we're going to be adding our episodes to, to our channels as we start yes. like our new YouTube channel, The Heartful Truth. If you haven't already, please subscribe, comment, like, all that stuff. That does help us a lot. And we love hearing uh, what you guys got to say, um, anything that you feel like maybe the episode impacted you or anything we appreciate it or anything if you want to, whatever you want to see in, um, on the show. Because again, we're kind of trying to figure out at the end of this episode, we'll kind of talk about a little bit about what our future plans or what we want to manifest for The Heartful Truth. Um, but yeah, follow us on The Heartful Truth. Uh, disclaimer too, before we get into the topic, or actually I'll talk about the topic first that we're going to go into. We're going to talk about grief uh, and also like anxiety. We bring it up because me and Melly both deal with it. Um, so we'll kind of talk about those, but I just want to give a disclaimer that we're not giving advice on how to deal with or cope with grief or uh, anxiety is kind of our experiences and how we've each, each of us deal with it in our own ways and um, are still healing from it. It's, it's a, it's a, what's it called? How do you say like a journey, right? A journey, yeah. Um, and so we want to kind of let you guys know that, that we're not trying to tell anybody how to deal with those things. Everybody deals with it in their own way, but we want to share our experience. And like uh, Melly said, hopefully, yeah, it helps. It helps, it helps um, you if you're in your grieving journey or if you're um, suffering from anxiety, mm -hmm. that you feel a little less alone. Because I know sometimes during the grieving journey, you feel like no one understands you. So I hope that this episode at least makes you feel a little less alone. Yes, exactly. Um, and so that's what we kind of wanted to share that before we get started. Um, and the reason we're talking about grief for those that might be following us uh, or know us personally, um, our abuelito Demetrio Ojeda passed away October 9th of this year. So just what, like almost, it's already going to be like two months already, almost, right? Yeah. Um, we're, as we're filming this, it's the 26th of November. Um, so yeah, and, and so we wanted to dedicate it to him. Um, we obviously weren't really prepared. We uh, we knew he, he was already older. He was uh, 102, right? 102 yes. years old. Mm -hmm. And so we kind of knew that it was getting close, but we didn't know that it was going to be like the, uh, like this this year, I guess you can say. Because um, And then I kind of actually, before I get too ahead of us, I kind of want to start. Let's start from the beginning, right? So yeah. to share, because we wanted to have this episode to share more about us mm -hmm. so you guys can get to know us. And then also to talk about him because we had the season already kind of, uh, we had kind of like a structure, I guess, yeah. that we wanted it to be. And then, of course, he passed and that impacted both of us individually in different ways. For me, and specifically, I started having really like bad panic attacks. And I also wanted to just it kind of like I kind of am thankful for our abuelito. Like I feel like his his last blessings were one, figuring out who our real friends are, because that's when you realize and during these tough times. And then two, it kind of finally pushed me to actually do therapy because if you've been watching some of the past episodes, I always talk about that. I That's one of my goals. And I finally did start therapy. So shout out to my grandpa for that. Um, but uh, with that being said, it also kind of also made me want to kind of take a step back from doing the podcast. This one, The Heartful Truth, and then my personal one, The Nightmare on Cedric Avenue. And so that's what this is the finale. But we wanted to dedicate an episode to him and talk about who he was. Mm -hmm. Who, what he meant to us um and so we kind of want to start from the beginning so if you want because i've been talking a lot i'll pass it on to you a little bit so you can talk about maybe about our childhood with him and who he was to us yeah so um pretty much growing up it was always like him and my grandma um taking care of us like whether it was him taking us to school um he pretty much would pick us up from school drop us off from school um he would i remember like memory like a little memory that i remember every time he would like pick us up or something we would end up going to jack in the box or something and like, <laughs> he would it's funny because he didn't really speak english but he would always be the one to order for us because he was in the driver's seat and so like i just remember him like saying like cheese burger and like, <laughs> like his little thing like yeah. that and like um i just remember like him being like a man of few words like he didn't say much but like just when he would talk it was like he would spit like wisdom pretty much a lot of the time. Like um, he was not much of a warrior either. I feel like that's why he lasted so long to uh, like living his life kind of this long to 102 because he rarely ever worried or anything like that. And like, I feel like growing up too, he was like a father figure to us because our parents were growing up. So like, I felt like when my dad was working, 
he was the one that we would see more in the household and like the interactions we had with him, like even though he wasn't our blood grandpa, um, I feel like he never disrespected us in any way. He, I never remember him ever hitting us or anything like that. He only yelled, I think like maybe once or twice at us, but it wasn't like um, anything that he, where he passed his like boundaries or anything like that with us. And then um, one thing that I remember too, like a phrase that I could remember is like, he would always say wherever he would go to like, to like right, to TJ or something, or like somewhere he would go is like, oh, voy volando. And so like, he would, that was his little thing that he would always tell us when he would leave, like, um, he would walk out and stuff like that. And you want to translate for those that and might then, not Yeah, Volando means like um, I'm I'm flying I'm going flying pretty much. Or, or, yeah. Um, it's kind of hard to translate. Yeah, it's kind of it, it yeah. doesn't sound the same. Yeah. But yeah, like I feel like um, he wasn't. It's weird. My grandparents weren't the type to like really be like hugging you too much unless you would go and hug them, kind of. So my grandpa, like I just remember when I was little. Like, I would sit in his lap and, like, I would color with him or, like, do little things and, like, read a book to him or whatever it was. But I just feel like um, he always gave, like, that um, grandpa love that, like, it's hard to explain kind of. It just, you can feel it. Like, and even no matter, um, I think even till, like, I think the bond, I think as we got older, too, it got more closer. Like, when my abuelita passed away, I felt like we would go visit him and stuff like that, too. Yeah. And then I felt like um, we would play like dominoes and like cards with him and stuff like that. And like those little, I think the little things is like what he showed to us that like blood doesn't mean anything. It's kind of like what the person does with their actions and being there for you kind of type thing. Yeah. And to kind of give a little bit of background too, because um, we, we kind of just started talking about him, but we also yeah. want to give background as far as like where, or like how he's related to us. And like Melly said, oh, we're yeah. not blood. Mm -hmm. So on our on my, our mother's side, so I guess my, our maternal grandma, yeah. uh, Abuelita Rafael Ojeda, which is the reason I go by seven Octobers, because she passed away October 7th of 2014. Um, she was married to our abuelo, Demetrio, and they were married for for a long time, mm -hmm. since like 19, what, nine, oh, eight, in the 80s, or even maybe before the 80s? Probably, no, way before, a little yeah. bit before the 80s. Yeah, no, 80s, because my, my mom, oh, mom right, yeah, right. so like around the 80s, late 80s, probably early 90s. Um, but they were like, Melly said, like they pretty much raised us because both our parents uh, were actually working parents, which is a rare thing because a lot of in, in our culture, the woman stays kind of to, especially in that era, it's like they, they're like housewives. And then the dad was the one that kind of like, it has kind of like a machista vibe, but actually ours is a little bit of a different type of dynamic we had in our household. Both our parents worked, mm -hmm. our mom worked in retail and then our dad kind of worked more in like. I guess the corporate side. Yeah, I guess it's got yeah. more like accounting and different stuff like that. Um, For a while, he did work at Jack too. Like yes, uh, the they both. And that's how they, they met. That's how they met. Yeah, that's how they met. So they did do that for a while, and then they kind of did different things. For yeah, exactly. And then so they were working pretty much um, eight like hours a day, or yeah. sometimes even longer. And so our grandparents—that's what we call them—that they were like our parents pretty much because they raised us as we were like little. Since I was a baby, since she was a baby. Mm -hmm. Um, cause we're six years apart for those that don't know, I, I'm the, I'm the older one. Um, but they raised us. And so they taught us, like, like Millie said, they would take us to school, pick us up from school. My grandpa, cause my grandma didn't drive. Yeah. And then, um, our grandpa taught us how to ride a bike. Cause again, it's funny. Cause my dad, even if he, if he dad would have spent more time with us, like he never knew how to ride a bike. It's kind of like a, a funny fact, but he never learned one. So grandpa did know how to ride a bike, obviously. And he Technically taught us, and it's funny because now that I think about it, he never really got on it to show us. He just kind of like sat think us on. I'm like, did he even know him? I know. Oh, yeah. Now that I think, maybe and maybe so. he didn't. Yeah. Who knows? Because like I never. He never really actually got on. Yeah. He never got he on never, the bike. All he did was just like stand there by us yeah. kind of, and make sure we. With the training wheels. Kind of, but yeah, because I don't. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. That, yeah. That's a good one. Actually, a little epiphany <laughs> here. Pretending. But uh, yeah. So they both pretty much raised us from all the way to like adulthood. Um. And then, like Melly said, then our grandma passed away. Because, uh, like, all these things that we bonded with them, even yeah. before the, our grandma passed away, we would, like you said, like, we would spend the night at their house. We would play, like, cards, dominoes. So those are the, the good memories that we have with them. Um, and they were obviously, as grandparents, they were just more lenient. Yeah. Our parents were, like, when they were And I feel home. like they were learning how to speak English with us. Because I remember yeah. they used to watch KPBS yeah. with me, like, in the morning. Oh, that's true. They would both be watching, like... Um, 
there was like what was that show with the little um Subumafu? Oh uh, yeah. I don't remember the, the show what it was called. Um, but I remember yeah, that both of them they would be sitting there in the couch before I would like we would go to score something and they kinda learned some like some things. And like, they got by it's like yeah. like we said about the story about the jack in the box, so he would be the one to order instead of yeah. us who were kids, but and we knew the language, yeah. like English, but um obviously English was our second language but I think like in first grade at least for me I think in first grade is when I started doing like uh ESL whatever you call it and then it was just all English from there and the only reason we we kept the language because of them because they never really wanted to learn I think it's just maybe like I don't know if they just didn't want to assimilate or what it was but or it was just maybe harder for them too as being older but like you said like even they would practice their handwriting remember oh, yeah. like on notebooks like when we were trying to uh, practice freaking uh sign- what's it called that uh, cursive okay, and now nobody yeah. freaking uses that but um, these different things that we did with them, pretty much we all kind of like. And we would we go grew on up, walks with them. Too. Yeah, we'd go for walks. That's another okay. thing that we got that from from them. Like, like and then one thing too that I like to mention that I feel like I remember when they both would drink glass of water with their food, and I'll be like, ew. Yeah. And now we do that. Yeah. And grandpa was like, the main one because grandma yeah. was a little bit more unhealthy. Oh, yeah. yeah, so true. that's another one that he, grandpa, maybe yeah, why he lasted so yeah. long too. Because yeah, we would be like, ew, water with. Yeah. And now like that's, that's what we do. Because you know he was healthy, and he always talked about too. One thing is that he talked about his indigenous um, heritage. He was from Nayarit, uh, a little town called Hala, um, and he was uh, indigenous. But uh, the tribes over there, uh, one of them was a Kora. He was a Kora, um, and so he talked a lot about that. He would show off because that's why he was like he was strong. He never got sick. Uh, and then again about like not worrying as that just just in general. He yeah. said that why worry and. Uh-huh. I think, like Melly said, I think that's the, one of the re- many reasons that he lasted that long. Uh, because, yeah, he never really worried about and anything. He said he never had any, like, vices or whatever. Like, um, oh, yeah, like, he wouldn't like really drinking drink alcohol or, or, like, smoke or anything like that. Yeah. And so, and then it's uh, the, the the weird part, too, that I was thinking after the fact is that he died uh, when he passed away on October 9th. It was Indigenous Day. Mm-hmm. So I was just like, that shit was crazy. And then also the fact that he died... Um, two days and nine years after my abuelita, which again, they were married. And that's another thing that was so, I would have never thought yeah. that that was going to be the like day, but we kind of like me, we kind of joked around, right? He was saying that like, maybe like he wanted his own day. He didn't want to share it with our grandma. Uh, but it just, it was crazy. Like, I don't know if it's the testament of their love. Who knows? It's, cause it's yeah, because it's like you think about like, something how we said like Quentin, but then at the same time, it was like, he ended up in the hospital like a month before. So he could have passed away anytime, between, but it was just so weird how literally like October, that month and we even talked about it. we're like i'll be so crazy if he passes around like grandma because mm-hmm. like he was in the hospital for like it was almost a month or so yeah because it was the end of september yeah yeah so it's just like it's really strange how that and who knows i mean I, we just think that it, it's kind of like um obviously i feel like it it was kind of like he's a testament of their love and everything mm-hmm. too but at the same time at least for me i feel like um it kind of hurt me a, even more because it brought back like we literally like even though my grandma has passed away for nine years that day still hits pretty hard yes so i feel like we were still kind of like that day a seventh we were still feeling our feels kind of and then like a day i mean two days later and like, the weird part with that was the, the last day we saw him too yeah on the seventh we went on the seventh him. yeah the seventh and then the eighth um for some reason, we yeah, it was a Sunday. We I actually I went to LA because I went to oh, go yeah, to a movie, and then I forgot. I don't know what you, what you were doing, yeah. And then so and then I don't know because we saw him too. Is another thing that they say, um, and we've seen this witness because we were uh, when our grandma passed, we were there with her to her last moments. Um, how you like they they look better the the person that's passing away or transcending or whatever you want to call it transitioning um and so he looked kind of better too um and so we're like but then a friend of uh, a family friend was like oh usually i've seen that before too because she's also been around uh people when they transition and she was like usually that's when you know that they're gonna go and but for some reason we're just like i think it's like i don't know and that's the weird part that we didn't go because i wanted to go that morning remember on the 8th and for some reason we did it just didn't go and then it was weird too because like how you said like he wasn't um he wasn't eating anymore either so like kind of your body i think it was doing his like own thing kind of to that point already kind of like um now that i think about it because he wasn't yeah it was it was like i think the the doctors had said like just for comfort like whatever he wanted but i think now that i think about it it was just like kind of just when his time was for him to go kind of because i mean yeah and so yeah you're right what you said about like um opening um old wounds or like the grieving of our grandma because it was again because uh for those that might not know and probably nobody knows but we take um 
at least Melly was uh were you on vacation? No, no, you weren't. You weren't. You had did you yeah. have the day the week before? Were you off? No, you were working, huh? You were working for grandpa? Yeah, no, I was off. Working. I think I yeah. took it off because I always take the seventh off. Oh no, I was off. Right? Yeah, yeah. Okay. And it fell on a Saturday. Yeah, day. that's true. Yeah, so okay. we took I took so Friday I took the, off. Though. Yeah, we took, I took Friday. Friday. Yeah. We took Friday off. Yeah, so we always right take uh, around the day, either if it's the day it's on yeah. a weekday or it was not. A Saturday. This, this time it was a Saturday, so I took we both took yeah. Friday off, so and we've been doing that. I think I've been doing that yeah. since I since she passed, yeah, so. with the exception of actually now working this new job because at the old job I didn't do that actually. And now that I think about it, it's just recently now every time I kind of take that as a day to like kind of like like Millie said, it's still it, the bond we had with her is just it's forever. Like grieving is is nothing that ever ends. So for us, we always were like as a sign of respect that just to like take time to recognize her because we, we live the world like this life and we're like in our own little thoughts. And sometimes we do forget about the people that have passed or it's just but honestly, I I know I can say and probably I can say for you, too, is like she comes in our thoughts all the time because yeah, like, it's like anything something... that we're doing something that like, yeah, whatever, like washing dishes sometimes just like or little yeah. things. It's just like or like I feel like yeah, we here. get so busy sometimes, but then randomly there's the random thing that you're at a, at the store or whatever, a song or something. And yeah. it reminds you of that person. And so we wanted to take we always take that time off just to mm-hmm. like spend time together, like just to reminisce. And so when he passed, it was kind of like, uh, even though we've, we've kind of like, I want to say healed, but like we've come to terms with obviously that she's not here anymore. Mm-hmm. When they, when he passed, it was like another, like pretty much like reliving the whole thing again yeah. with, cause we won't go into the, the episode too, because it would be too long to tell yeah. her story too, how she passed. Maybe we would do, an, we'll have to do another yeah. one for her too. Cause we mentioned her. And uh, season one, I think, with Noah James. And also season two, one or season we two? We mentioned her a little bit with Arte de Luz. Okay, two. yes, yes. Yeah, so you Arte de Luz. want to see but a it was... bit. We talked about a little bit about how she had her stroke. And yeah, and so we, we talked about it in which season, season one? Season one with Noah, Noah? James. Or season two? Bit. I can't remember oh, what season yeah, it was. Early on the season. Yeah. I think it was season one, though. Yeah, and we have to drop that episode, too. Yeah. So we're, we're, we'll be dropping and adding the, new, the old episodes into the YouTube channel. But, yeah, we talked a little bit about her. Um, and so kind of him passing... It's just for me, I've always just hated hospitals because she was always in and out of hospitals, um, our grandma. And so with grandpa, like every time I just go to a hospital, I just don't have good memories. And I know that's also like it, it, you can change that by, you know, other things. But for me, I, I was like going to the to the hospital again. I kind of also like had had me relive that. And then him, um, he was also staying at a what is it like assisted, a like assisted living. living yeah. And my, our grandma had to deal with that, too. So and it was a little bit better. Yeah. Um, but even then, it's like then. still like the, I think for my grandpa, it was kind of like, um, after my grandma passed, like they were like partners pretty much mm-hmm. through everything. So I feel like it hit him pretty hard because like pretty much he lived for a little bit on his own and then he moved on to like the place where they took care of him. Mm-hmm. But even then, it's like, I think life happened so we couldn't be with him 24-7 with him kind of mm-hmm. like, so I feel like he did ha- a lot of solidarity by himself kind of like, um which is like you still have people that are there with you but at the end of the day too it's just like um he did have like the the last was a little bit like he did get depressed and stuff like that because without my grandma yeah because they were so they were always together like pretty much too they were like best friends Mm -hmm. um so yeah so with me kind of taking it back to to present right now um uh, like I said, I I deal with anxiety, both me and Melly do. And so if you guys have heard episodes, we talk about it. Um, so for me, what made me kind of seek finally like therapy was because after he passed, like I said, I didn't think it was going to impact me as much. And I know a lot of people say, oh, yeah, he lived 102 and all this stuff. But it's like you kind of like Melly said when we were talking about him, it's like you relive like the moments that you had with him when you were a kid to like because it's pretty much our whole lifetime even though we didn't see him as often anymore all those memories kind of resurface and so for me I was like at first I was like I don't think like when he passes at the I'm gonna be okay because at least I know that he lived a long life and everything but then you're never really prepared when it actually like happens and so for me like I think it was the week after I want to say a week after I started having really bad panic attacks so for those that might have not tuned into past episodes like the way for me it manifests my panic attacks is i get um it affects my stomach and then i get like nauseous or i want to or i'll throw up but it's usually in the mornings um and it was getting it was like pretty much every day and then also on top of that this had never had what had had it happened at least that i can remember is i got bad insomnia i couldn't sleep so i was waking up like two three in the morning and i lost a lot of weight too i was like 
10, 10, 10, 14 pounds, I think. Um, Cause another thing it affects is my appetite. So I don't eat as much either. And I already fast in the mornings anyways, as it is. So that's what kind of, and I was like, I need to like seek help um, at that point. Cause I've been dealing with this for, and it's not just because of, of this, like it's happened throughout the years. Like there's months that I go or like anything that's stress induced now that I've been in therapy is pretty much what it triggers with my anxiety. So I decided I'm like, I need, I need to do therapy. So again, in a, in a, in a way it was also kind of like a blessing, like not saying that I obviously like wanted my grandpa to die, but we know he was going to transition, but also like him passing kind of triggered me to actually take action and seek therapy is what I'm trying to say. Um, and so that, that has helped. Um, and I'm still, you know, working on that. And then I don't know, I'll pass it on to you because obviously you can share like what, how it imp has imp impacted you for those like listening in. Yeah. Um, kind of, I feel like in a sense, it's like, like we mentioned, like reopening old wounds. Like I feel like again, like, um, grieving my grandma again, like it just felt like, um, an overwhelming of emotions kind of coming back and also to grieving like my childhood. Cause like how we said, they were always there. So I felt like closing, like in a weird way, like closing a chapter kind of, yeah. because it was like, they were both the, the whole thing was kind of always them. Like, I can't remember, I can't picture my childhood without them pretty much kind mm -hmm. of, and like their, my life pretty much too. It's like, it's hard. It's still an everyday thing. Like there's times when I hear like a song or <laughs> sorry i'm getting really emotional um but yeah like i hear a song or like whatever it is yeah no it, it's true like uh and like we're still obviously as, as you can see we're still dealing with it for those like that might have lost someone recently especially right now the holidays it makes it a little bit harder too. like for me like i, I kind of joke around and i say like oh i became the grinch or whatever but ever <laughs> since since like our abuelita well both of them now that they're gone Cause he hasn't spent the holiday with us since we were trying to figure six, it out, right? So I think 16, 16 17 around there. because he was in the assisted living facility. And also before he was in the assisted living facility, cause that was until 2020 ish or something. Yeah. Um, it was a whole, we won't go into details, but like his daughter kind of like took over and it was, it was weird. Cause we used to have, yeah, a, we, we had a good break. relationship at first, but then yeah. it just kind of became, I don't know, like a weird thing. And so we didn't want to cause any issues with making our grandpa uncomfortable. Yeah. And, and then, like, if he fell or something, we didn't, like, whatever it is. Like, it was just a lot going on. We, like we said, we don't want to go into too much to detail, but it was just, like, a very, um, I think, like, yeah, like he said, we didn't want to bring make Grandpa uncomfortable, but it was also, like, a tough situation to kind of, I guess, maneuver. And still mm -hmm. until this day right now, it's still Yeah, because we haven't seen his ashes. That's another thing. Yeah. That's another thing that I brought up that, that also probably caused my panic attacks is we didn't really know, like, what, yeah, I remember like what the, the um, night of that grandpa passed away, the next, well, the, the few hours after, I think, um, I remember that like I, I couldn't sleep. Like I felt like this weird, like every time I would close my eyes, I feel like I can see my grandpa. Like and, and even till this day, because like um, I have dreams. I don't know if I ever mentioned that on The Heartful Truth, but I have dreams kind of. And like I told my mom that I'm not ready to dream him yet. Like I'm just, that's me. Like I, cause, I guess kind of like, because I have dreams that feel so real sometimes. And I feel like that's everyone kind of, we, we have dreams and they just feel so real. But I guess I'm not ready for that moment just yet. And I feel like, I don't know, it's weird because then the next day, when I texted her, uh, I texted daughter and I was like, oh, it's like, he already like, um, they, they pick him up. And all she said that, yeah, they had repicked him up to like cremate him and stuff like that. But I felt like the next day didn't feel like, I don't know, I felt like this heaviness. I don't know how to explain it. Like, like um, that's few. And I thought it was obviously like the grief obviously hits really hard the first few days and like everything. But I'm thinking that it could have been something to do with that too. Or who knows, like the fact that we just didn't know. Yeah. Because with my with grandma, we did know like every step that was yeah, going on. Because we were literally there when she she had her last breath so, to say like pretty much to say it in, in that way. With our grandpa, like I said, we weren't there and he passed away like in the morning hours of yeah. the ninth. We got to see him though. But we were, yeah, we were, his, yeah, his body was there still. Um, and so we like a couple hours, but yeah, we were literally there when he like passed pretty much because we, yeah. Again, the whole thing with like the situation that we didn't really talk to his daughter that in that way. Um, so that's another thing that I wish, I mean, it is what it is that it already happened, but the fact that he was kind of alone and I, I know they say like, it's still, even when we were with our grandma, like when you die, you're going transitioning alone, yeah. but uh, the fact that we were there with her. And I think um, the piece to that, I kind of like, I guess I always try to remind myself, my grand, 
we would talk to my grandpa and he already had told us that he kept telling us he wanted to go already. He, he was done already pretty much. He yeah. was tired of life pretty much because he lived a long life. Yeah, it was a second marriage two. too. Our yeah. grandma was a second love of his life. So I think that's what keeps us kind of, I guess, too, like to know that it was, he was ready for that yeah. transition, I guess, kind of. But I mean, it doesn't take away the pain and the hurt, obviously, of like an everyday thing. It just It's just a process pretty much. Yeah. Um, and what else I was going to say too, like, oh, I think I said that um, we wanted to make a trip to his, uh, his motherland, Nayarit, because we actually, he would talk about it. He would tell us stories about it. Um, but we never uh, got got the chance to go, um, and so he would always tell us like 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 I said uh, for those that know of our grandma like and we've mentioned her a couple times where she would tell us like like legends and stuff like that growing up. Our grandpa would kind of tell us about his not legends but about his town like where he grew up in and how it was because we always were just curious like oh like what did you do over there and all stuff. He left at a young age too. Mm-hmm. Um, but we kind of wanted to do that as a homage to him. I don't know if in the next year or so, hopefully, like that's our goal. But who, uh, so many things can happen between now and then. But to go visit, just to pay homage to him and just see where he actually grew up and learn more about his history. Because I've always been really obsessed with like learning more about like the indigenous yeah. um, roots that, that are, even though we're not from there, like I said, he's not our blood grandpa, but still like Mexico as a whole, like I love the state of Mexico. I think it's underrated in general, just for like uh, to go visit because there's so much beautiful places that we've been to. Like we've gone to a couple, more than a couple states um, in Mexico and that's one of the, another bucket list. So hopefully we'll be able to do that to kind of pay homage to him uh, while we're over there. And who knows, we might bump into people that might be relatives because again, he never kept in touch with his family. I think he had a brother, right? A brother? Sibling. Yeah, siblings, right? But I think he would write to them for a while and then he lost contact yeah. with them. Yeah, so there might be also like like cousins, like distant cousins yeah. or other, I don't know, who knows, because I think some of them also left I think, the, yeah. the Mexico, so they, they went somewhere else. Um, what else? Did we miss anything else about... Mm-hmm. Because I have I have other things that we're gonna talk about also like the behind the scenes of the Heartful Truth how it's impacted too like everything that's been going on. Um, just one last thing too. To I think I forgot to mention that. Well, we forgot to mention like um that also too like his sense of humor to like oh, yeah. the, no matter like because he had dementia but like no matter what he had that till like the end like I I that was one thing that like sometimes you didn't know he was for he really like. It was a dementia or he was joking. So it's just like kind of like a little bit like of a thing that like it always stuck with him, like a sense of humor. I was going to say too another saying that I just remember because, you know, he said the boy volando. But he also would say um, we would make fun of him because he was kind of like ambitious, not in a bad way, but like he loved (laughs) money. And so we would always be like, "Uh, what are you counting in Spanish? Or he's like. What do you got to tell today or whatever? And he would be like, oh, I'm counting money or whatever. Like, <laughs> And then I would be like, oh, is it a lot or whatever? He's like, yeah. Or like even his age, too, he would joke oh, around. No. Yeah, he's like 17. Yeah. Whatever. So like a young age. Or yeah. his names, too. He would always come up with the random <laughs> his names. That yeah. was his name or something. So it was kind of like his dementia. I think he, it was kind of more of like, he took it as like the way he would kind of like a joke a little a bit joke, like, like yeah. uh, the way it would manifest through him pues kind of it's just like a little bit of like yeah like a joke but i don't think he didn't even knew that yeah he... or even i don't even at this point it might have been the dimension we yeah. would ask him but if he remember grandma's name oh too. yeah and he sometimes he would say like yeah, random names so maybe he really was yeah yeah but i think you talked about it too how it's another thing that we got lucky that um even the doctor said right that he didn't become he wasn't violent yeah. he was really like chill. again like he was always a chill guy like yeah. he was always like because i remember him he was quiet um to himself and then the other thing is so funny because it was like the total opposite of my grandma right like they yeah. were like, complete like polar opposites because he she was like more talkative like the more well, friendly share this oh yeah thing. she was like the friendly one she had all the friends and then he oh, you're gonna zoom it in, zoom it in a little bit more right right, the the a little bit. right there <laughs> there they are both of them um but yeah, like I said, it's it's kind of um, we're still like I said we're we're grieving our grandpa, but also again regrieving our our grandma, and that's why I'm I'm I am working on therapy, doing therapy, should I say, um, to kind of help uh, and give me like better tools to be able to also deal with my anxiety because I've been dealing with anxiety for for a long time and I never really seek, uh, seek like professional help, 
And it's, this show has helped too because yeah. just talking to all the guests that we've had on our creativity in general. Before yeah. I, sorry, before I start crying, I wanted to dive into that part about like our creativity. Yeah. I feel like creativity has literally saved my life, honestly, too, or with just dealing with grief because I feel like the whole thing with like um, right now that our grandpa passed and stuff like that. I feel like I really I've been going a little crazy kind of with just writing, writing, but I feel like that's been exerting a lot of the emotions kind of in a healthy way instead of me getting depressed and like wanting to just like shut down and also being authentic how we're feeling too. Like I, I've been really trying to just say, if I'm not okay, I'm not okay. And not being um, embarrassed or um, what people are going to think because sometimes people get uncomfortable when you say that you're not okay. And that's, I mean, that's a them problem, you know, kind of like I'm just being authentic on how I'm feeling. And like, I guess the right people will understand and be considerate and be understanding with what you're going through. Yeah, I think touching about, like I was going to say, like the harmful truth, like this, having the conversations, uncomfortable conversations, and then yeah. people opening up to us. That also made me because I've, I've never been that way. I've always been to myself. And so this has kind of opened me to be able to share like even this like uh, years ago, I wouldn't probably been able to share my mm -hmm. feelings or because I, I would think it's like considered weakness or like, yeah. oh, people have more information on you, more dirt or whatever you want to call it. But in reality, I was talking about how now that I've grown up and like become like, I guess, wiser too because of all the experiences that I've dealt with. I realized that it's actually the opposite like transparency is the best mm -hmm. thing because once you tell your whole story what are the people going to say like the the haters or the people that want to make up these stories like i'm telling my narrative from what my experiences what i've dealt with and so it's helped like having this platform but also like many said like the fact that we're creative is another thing that we're, we're i'm blessed sometimes it's it's hard to see it when you get the self-doubt especially the anxiety trying to like make you feel like you haven't really done anything but in reality like then you remove those negative thoughts and you're like i've done all this and the writing again it inspired me to write again because i took a break from writing i think that was an outlet for me and i would write to just random things but i realized that i wasn't doing it enough and i think that's where my anxiety got affected more because i was i was bottling it all in versus me like a, like many said like writing it is uh it is therapeutic. Yeah. And so now I've been also, again, inspired to write. I kind of hate to say that it had to be something like this again, because for me, like different emotions trigger me to write. Like if I'm feeling happy, if I'm feeling whatever, but obviously this with the grieving, it's uh, opened another, the floodgates again to like write again. Um, and, and the whole journaling too, because of therapy, that's another thing that they, um, that they gave me to, to do. Um, and so I was like, that's helped a lot too, like kind of getting all the thoughts out of my head onto paper. Um, it saved my life. So those are just things like I said, we're not trying to give advice, but if you take anything from this that you want to incorporate or you already might be doing it, uh, yeah. or you can share it here in the comments too, because, or anything that you might've wanted to tell us that you do, we want to hear it because I always, I'm always open to hearing uh, what other people are doing to kind of, uh, cope, um, or heal because I, I'm always open to that stuff too, because I'm always trying to learn. Mm -hmm. Um, is there anything else that you wanted to say? What grandpa? I was gonna talk about the eleven eleven day. <laughs> yeah, we can go on to that. I think that's pretty much anything. Yeah. Yeah, like rest in peace to our abuelitos. Um, we miss you guys. And again, this episode is dedicated to them. But uh, we kind of wanted to end the again the season because like again we're kind of taking a mental break. Specifically, I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say it's me too because I think Melly wanted to keep going. Or you can correct me if I'm wrong. But I kind of want to just take a break because for me, like not saying that I lost motivation, but I kind of want to take some time to just be and be in my emotions and all this stuff because I've been doing a lot and I'm juggling this and the other podcast I have. Um, and also I kind of creatively want to do other stuff, too, because um, I've been like I said, I've been writing more. So I do want to work on uh, music or poetry. I don't know whatever is going to manifest um, my art too, my painting. Um, and that's what we kind of wanted to like finish the season. Um, and then we kind of were talking about other ways too to like uh, kind of elevate this uh, and move it from something else because we want we we think it's a great uh, I guess like platform for mental health that we've like kind of created like a safe space mm -hmm. um, and we were thinking of different ways and we don't want to say it yet of what we want we just have all these different like kind of uh, plans or ideas that we can see where the harmful truth. Uh, can like pretty much elevate to yeah. 
Um, and so that's another reason too, we're taking a break because it's like the last couple months and we're still going to do other things like Millie, I don't know if you want to talk about what you kind of want your plans of like your solo stuff. I don't know if you want to, if you want to share. Um, yeah, I think, um, pretty much like how Gabby said, like, or seven, um, pretty much focusing more on like, cause we both create things in our individually. Mm -hmm. So I've been, um, pretty much focusing more on like I've been painting a lot more too and like creating those art pieces and stuff like that and then also like I really want to sit down and write my book um that I really like it's I think it's already slowly coming I think it's the thing is that I get overwhelmed when I see uh when I see too much going on I get overwhelmed very easily so I feel like now that I've breaking down and then um Gabby has helped me too she's been helping me kind of to like I guess um, organize it a little bit because once you have it organized then I have so many poems and like uh, quotes and stuff like that so like putting them all together it gets a little overwhelming but I think um I'm hoping that next year will be the year that I release that book I've been talking about it for a long time and I think just I I is one one of my goals that I really want to do and I think that will give me more time because i think the podcast has been taking a lot of our time kind of which i appreciate it though i'm yeah. grateful for the podcast and yeah. like all the connections that we've made and i think uh, obviously like this podcast has kind of helped my creative journey individually too because of all the conversations that we have with the guests like it sparked something in us too mm -hmm. and how like my sister was saying that like i think it's gonna just help us to kind of plan out what's more to come for next year for the heartful truth it's um there's a lot more things that we can do with it and we yeah. kind of just like focusing on like our own individual art too and then um, going from there yeah and then figuring out what it is what's the next mm -hmm. what's the future for the harmful yeah. truth because we still love it we do want to still keep the podcast but yeah. like again it's all, so like, many different things that we, we figure yeah. out like even if it's just like how because me, me yeah. and my sister are always having like conversations deep conversations so even if like we we were joking the other day because she bought like a little camera uh with a little beanie <laughs> Oh, not um, that a camera. It was oh, like not a, a camera. Flash sorry, a flashlight. Yeah. yeah, but we wanted. We said that to put like a Go GoPro on it, <laughs> and like, cause we sometimes we'll go on walks and we'll like be talking about stuff or whatever it is. Yeah. Maybe even posting like little videos, like, like little reels, reels or something like that. Like making it different, like the the dynamic kind of. But we're still planning it out. Yeah. So we are excited to see what else. Is, there's so much. There's we so much the, you can do. Yeah. There's so endless, like the, yeah, the creativity is endless. Yeah. Or, or and I think that's why too sometimes we get overwhelmed because yeah. we have so much that we want to do, but we have to just like slow down and like I think, I I guess be proud of how far we've come yeah. to like because it's not um, we still work our nine to five jobs. We still have yeah. like our lives and stuff like that that we have to juggle, and then our creativity. But our creativity is what kind of keeps us sane and like keeps us going. Mm -hmm. So I feel like um, we're just excited to see what is to come. Yeah, because like you said, I think it's also healthy for us to take a mm -hmm. a, a break. Yeah, because like slow a lot of, uh, I mean, Melly's more of an empath. I feel the energy too, as I think as I become more self aware. So it is kind of uh, draining too. Like us talking yeah. right now is draining a little bit because we're sharing a piece of us. And then also when we conversate with everybody that we've had on the podcast, which has been amazing. Mm -hmm. Also like that energy exchange. Um, I think, I don't know, being introvert, I don't know what it is, but I feel, or maybe just being more self-aware. Um, and so I was like, I need to also like have time for me to process my grief, mm -hmm. my anxiety, and then same thing for, for Melly. Um, so it's hopefully like, we'll come back like even, I, I know actually I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to say more like we are going to come bigger and better. Because I, I feel it, and and that's where it leads to my mm -hmm. final thing before we get out of here, is uh, we had an event on uh, 11 11. It was the uh, sorry, what was it the um, we are the event? Yes, and it was uh, we'll share because I want to share more like the behind the scenes because again that's another thing that like Melissa said about us trying to do more stuff with the Harper too. It's more of us too, so you can personally get to know us because we've gotten to know the guests and it's been yeah. beautiful like hearing everybody's stories. But also, like, we've slowly been putting episodes where it's just us, mm -hmm. like this one, and yeah. then, like, the last couple episodes, like, the first episode of this season. And so that way you can get to know us better as well. Because, um, again, we're, we're all about mental health. And, uh, and again, we're not giving advice, but just sharing our experiences and hopefully it helps other people. Mm -hmm. um, and so this 11-11, it was one of those times where I think my anxiety was really getting to me and then the, just the grief. And so I kind of, like, I was joking with Milik, I feel like, when I'm, I've never really had like a long relationship, like a, hmm. what's it called, a intimate relationship, whatever. It's always been like a year or less, or actually less than a year, like maybe a few months. And so for me, like I don't know if it's like avoidant detachment style. We were talking about it the, last night, 
but I feel like I, I feel like trapped. And so I kind of was joking around that. I felt like I was trying to break up with Millie, but then Millie has like codependent. No, <laughs> and she's attached so, herself. <laughs> so she wanted to keep the group. And it was, I, I joked around because then after like I reflected, because we pretty much like that whole day, we were yeah. getting in arguments. Like little things that was just like ticking us off. And we would kind of like, I think it was our own selves that was like, I guess the kind of way we were hurting, I think yes. too. But I think we were lashing out at each other because obviously you're going to lash out to the person you feel most comfortable with. And so, the stress the too stress, of like yeah. doing the event. And then we still, again, we're still grieving. Yeah. It's like, it's still so brand, brand new. So, mm -hmm. um, and so I wanted, I was like, I don't want to do this anymore. So cause I want to, I want to show you guys that it's like, it's not easy. Like Melissa, we, we have a nine to five. We do this, like, uh, Chasing your dreams is never freaking easy. Like it might look like we're over here, like, oh yeah, they're Melly's here helping with the marketing and promotion because I want to give her like the props and the flowers because she does she does all that. The messages most of the time she's the one responding. Sometimes I'll go in there, but she's been helping with that a lot because um, I've been doing my other thing too, the other podcast. So when people are like, oh, you have two podcasts, I'm like, yeah, but thanks to Melly too because she holds holds down the heartful truth in that aspect, like on the social media and all that stuff. It's her. Like here and there, I'll like I think I, the one I just recently helped with was like Kathy oh, one. But other than that, it's like it, everything's Melly for that marketing on on the side of like recording and like uh, uploading yeah. all that stuff. That's me. But most Which of the marketing that's tough too. Because yeah. Like for me, it's just like that's not. It's just a lot. Like yeah. that takes a toll on each person. I guess it takes a toll on everyone in in a, their own way. Yeah, and that's why I want to share all yeah. this to show you guys behind the curtain, behind the scenes, or whatever. To show like it might look like, oh damn, these girls had it together. So but, like we have our breakdowns. Yeah, we're dealing with our mental health, the grieving. Yeah, the and sometimes work, we don't want to take it off on like a guest or exactly. Anything. Like, so we always try to like we're pretty good. At, that's the we were talking Keeping about. Keeping like a little scary because we're good at masking kind yes. of so well, so people won't even notice and we just got into it or we just cried like before the episode yeah. or before we had the guest on that is just like we're really good at just like not like keeping it professionally you said not mm -hmm. taking it off on the guest obviously because they're putting yeah. their time and uh, giving us their time yeah and you're right like mm -hmm. the masking too yeah. and, and that's another thing that i we forgot to mention actually about grieving that there's i mean there's so many things we could talk about grief because that could yeah. be an, another episode too um and we do plan of hopefully doing something like that too but the fact that a lot of people like will see us now, like uh, Melly, her individual page, my individual page, I might be writing something like or having because the thing is like we had like Melly said, like we have those moments where we're good, mm -hmm. but I don't want people to think, oh, then they're they're good. They're back to normal because yeah. I'm like, we're still grieving, um, and I don't but I don't like being treated. Sorry, sorry. Oh, I was going to say I was going to say I don't like being treated too like too. um to come like delicate either because then people think oh well, i can't send her memes or whatever so because yeah. there's people that have been sending me memes and i'm appreciative of that too because also like i'm not a delicate either and it's like i think people kind of tread lightly a little bit and it is hot it is it's tough so. though to deal with someone that's grieving unless you've dealt with it yourself i think that's true i feel like like i would tell many like before i didn't really know how to deal when people would tell me that somebody passed away i was it was just awkward to me and now i see like the other i'm on the other side and i was like so i also don't take offense to people i try not to take offense it's to people hard. when they try to say certain comments because yeah. i know they mean it in a in a nice way but then they might come off wrong and then so i just like i just take my space and sorry i was uh, you were gonna you can say something yeah i kind of lost my oh, sorry. <laughs> I about uh <laughs> But yeah, no, yeah, I think it's like, it is hard to be there for someone that's grieving, but I feel like what I've learned, I feel like just sometimes just being there, like present, sometimes no words, because sometimes it's not what you want to hear. And sometimes, but mm -hmm. then sometimes you do want someone to just like say something, <laughs> but then they say the wrong thing. So it's just like, uh, it's a lot. Like some days you're okay for a joke and then sometimes you're not. And then mm -hmm. sometimes someone will bring up like a, a, like whatever it is, like a, Maybe it's a holiday, or, yeah. And it just you might be okay with it at that moment, but then tomorrow you might not be. So I think that just grieving is like every day is different. Yeah. Like, no matter what, like some sometimes you're okay with this, and you're not. And then us it's being just, women doesn't help either because oh, yeah. <laughs> we deal with another. Mm -hmm. That's another thing. I think that eleven eleven. I was around that time too. Yeah. So many things going on. Like it I is. think our hormones. It's a lot. Um. And so yeah, we wanted to share that because that day. It's always going to be special to us because, like I said, we have those so like uh, with, the, with the anxiety that I've been having lately, it's been trying to block like my blessings and like I don't know, maybe feel like all the negative thoughts are like, oh, you haven't done enough. But then I look back at all the stuff we've done with the heart of truth, all the stuff we've done individually, mm -hmm. like we've done a lot throughout the years, uh, through the years, should I say? And I was like, 
trying to like, it had me questioning a lot of this stuff, the self-doubt, but then like all these little signs that happened yeah. that day, like in 11-11 for those that might not be superstitious or whatever, it's like, they say that it's like the portals are open, it's a perfect time to manifest and all like these, and it, so it's, it was so weird because that day was like full of blessings, mm-hmm. even though we kept arguing the whole time, yeah. something kept pulling us back because I, I think we broke up like three times and I was like, I'm <laughs> done with the harmful truth, right? Like I think, oh, yeah. <laughs> and then, and then you were like, you were obviously pissed off because you're like, obviously like, I love it too, but I feel like at that point like my anxiety was just like yeah. trying to block all the blessings that i've had from the harmful truth because i want people to think i'm ungrateful like I, yeah. I am grateful for this I, I love this show uh but at that moment i just felt like i was like something like i felt suffocated but again it was my anxiety i think yeah um and so like the first thing like the first sign was when we literally parked at the parking structure Melly, you yeah. saw like a bee, right? Yeah, there was just like a bee. I think it was like crawling or something, right? Or it was like on one of the car. It, it wasn't was the car. I think oh, it was yeah, on the car. It landed on the, the car. car. I think it was just like flying around. But like that kind of signifies to us our, our abuelita because when she passed away, like a little bee came on my mom's window shield. So I just felt like, I don't know, we kind of saw it as that sign. We symbolized as their grandma, like telling us maybe, yeah. like again, it could maybe, be all superstition, yeah. but like we're like grandma telling us, like, get your shit together. Like you guys can't, like, quit yeah that's how we saw it so that was the first sign we saw the little bee and then it because it, it was just there and then yeah. it finally like we kept like get, trying to get away with it and it was just kind of like lingering because we were pissed off at each other when we got there right to the to I, the event. i think kind of or like we, we I kind of simmered down a little bit yeah and then and then we got to um we got we got to our space we we're going to be vending and we then the, say about the uh the security guard oh yeah we already had set up I think, yeah and then the guy just came up to us and was like oh um what did he say? He's like, you're vending. You guys are vending or something, right? Uh, or what something. is this event? What is this event? So we explained to them a little bit about the event. And he's like, oh, and then um, yeah, he was like, oh, we were going to park over there. Something you brought up about the parking. He's like, uh-huh. oh, yeah, you can park over there or something like that. But it was just weird. Because he was so nice. He was super nice. Uh-huh. And he only came up to our booth, which was kind of weird because then he just left. Yeah. Like, so it was just like, what the hell? And like, like something <laughs> telling, I don't know, like, if, like, like it's no sense where you're having a bad day, but like, the universe doesn't let you have a bad day. Yeah. That's how it felt. Um, and then the other one was like, we were sitting, uh, talking to uh, another artist, Me- Melody. Uh, and I think she was at our booth, right? We were just talking yeah. or something. And she was she was buying some of the pieces. Oh, so she yeah. was looking at your she poetry like, or something. Yeah. And then literally like, and I, I, I'll i probably add the image here because I took a picture oh, yeah. of it in some video. Um, this like, because I, I saw it from like the corner of my eye because I, I was actually, yeah, I was like right here. Melody was actually on the other side of me. And then Melody was in front of our booth. Yeah. And like I saw something like fly, but it, it was kind of like a little he- helicopter. And then I didn't see it until I finally landed on the, this piece of poetry of Melly's. Um, no, I look up. It's a grasshopper, right? I think so. He's like looking at it, like, what, what are He's you like doing? reading my poem. <laughs> yes. That's gorgeous. Um, and it was like a grasshopper. And obviously, yeah. it, it, those that believe in superstition, again, it's like good luck. But the fact that it landed on that specific poem, I forgot what it is. I have yeah, a picture yeah, of it. Yeah, we'll try to see if we, if we can, like, um, like read it. Read off. it, yeah. Or, yeah, like, uh, maybe I can look it up because I don't know if I kept it. I think I might have deleted it. Um, yeah, I think I cleared it. Oh, you know what? I think I was, might have it because I do want to strange, read though, it. Because it was just like, I don't know, the, all these little things that was just telling us, like, oh, yeah, I have it here. Like a reminder kind of a path, of your pathway. Yes. Um, I have the video and I'll probably try to see if I can add the video, but the poem was the, the power of our minds. Yeah. The power of our minds. And too. so I was like, of all the things that they could have landed on, it was that one. And we we're just talking about like us again, self-doubt and all this stuff, like how your mind is it's a powerful thing. Oh, um, and then we also met this guy too there. That was another sign too, the friend of uh, Melody's. Oh yeah. Oh, actually before we, we get to that, remember when the grasshopper then stayed there for a while and then it jumped and there was a ladybug too. Oh yeah, like it, it jumped in yeah. the next tent. But yeah, sorry, yeah, we met. Um, his name was Carlos, I believe. Yeah. Um, Melody's friend, who them together and another guy are like I love the I love City Heights kind of crew that paint, um, murals, and he works. He's like a mentor. I think like some higher up mentoring mm-hmm. at the Terry Camisa Foundation, uh, which is like back in the day. I don't know. I'm pretty sure they still do it, but for us back in the day, it was like when we were like elementary school. They came uh, and it, they talked about restorative justice uh, because the the one that founded the foundation is Asim Kamisa, mm-hmm. and he was the dad of this young man who got uh, killed by uh, a younger kid. At that time, he was tried as an adult. His name was Anthony, and he killed his son Tariq. Um, it was like, like a gang initiation, and uh, I remember hearing about. It and I was like, oh my, how can he like? 
he forgave he forgave this guy for killing his his son uh but it was it's considered like restorative justice where you actually like mediate and actually talk to the to the person that might have hurt another individual like your family member or whatever it might be um and so i i thought that was interesting but the fact that yeah that this yeah. guy was uh melody's friend and he was like oh yeah he does all this and we kind of told him a little bit what we do with the harmful truth and that's why i'm like saying like all these things like yeah. kind of happen and we're put in our pl place like saying like you guys guys got so much more to do mm -hmm. still like a sign i don't know a sign um that we still got a lot a lot to still do with what we're doing with the with the mental health space and, and the harmful truth because we that's what i think a lot of it is yeah. it's always been the forefront of what we stand for i think when we were even thinking about the harmful truth we were talking about like how can we have deep conversations with people and then it can evolve obviously mental health was something that we it was a component of it yeah. but i think it evolved into like that's the center of the harmful truth now yeah because mm -hmm. that's all we talk about and we create like a safe place for other people to feel um safe to, to want open up. to open up um even some that we've never even met in person before um then we end up creating that connection that like will forever like be like i mean something that teaches us yeah and it's forever there in the internet yeah, or whatever or like because mm -hmm. if people want to share with their kids or yeah. or family members mm -hmm. um and we have this is like a, a history that's what i was talking about too like um Shout out to the paranormal putas I've had them in, in my other podcast. We we're talking about the power of storytelling. Mm. How like if you never tell these stories, so it's kind of cool that we have that we have yeah. all these recordings like now. That's a blessing. Like as I'm saying, I wish I had like recordings of my grandma telling us her like stories and all this stuff and all that's gonna be lost forever because what we remember is not the same. It's kind of like true. the telephone. Was it the telephone game? Oh, whatever, yeah. where it kind of loses its meaning after you pass it on. But we have this, and so whoever like if Melly decides she has kids or I don't want to have kids, but maybe I adopt. Uh, I, they can see this and see our journey, which is really beautiful too. Um, and so I was like, so we have a lot of things for sure in store. And before actually, before I get out of here for all the film buffs, okay. I also was telling Melee that that day, 11, 11 of this year, 2023, uh, when we were kept breaking up, it reminded me of the movie that can't hardly wait. And we actually watched it that night, right? It was it that night because <laughs> I, I, I was, so. I was showering after because I was kind of, I, I couldn't help but laugh at the end of the day because all this stuff, but then we got all these signs that we were in the yeah. right path and we're meant to do something bigger um i was like sharon i thought like what does this remind me of and then i just thought about can't hardly wait for those that have seen the movie there's a band in there like a, a at the party that like literally just got together that day at that party and then they they go through all this drama and literally with that one night and they break up and then they get and then they have a, re, a reunion yeah. um as so i was like telling me i was joking around like that was us because literally in the, in the span of a day we try to break up and then we just we didn't break up <laughs> we want to thank everybody again yeah. this is the season finale season four and that's why again it's crazy to think on huh, like that we've gone to season yeah, four like it's crazy like i just still remember like sitting like in the, the park parking lot, lot and kind of just like still brainstorming the harmful truth and it's just like how many guests we've had and so many connections too that we built already too and how it evolved to be like i was like i just yeah, said like how we true. all we wanted was to have deep connections yeah. or conversations connections yeah. too but like get to know the creatives in a deeper level besides just like them promoting their art because mm -hmm. we always get that and that's what kind of what it, it kind of started like the little like brainchild of like yeah. what we thought about it but then it, it, it became it, it yeah. evolved into something mm -hmm. different that we never thought like i'll never offer uh, uh that we can since you brought up really quick the, the one thing i forgot at uh, the event um the 11 11 event mm -hmm. of alex um well shout out to him too. yeah shout out to alex because he was also a guest this yeah season. he was and um it was a, a girl that came up to us and that was another oh, sign yes. um her name we can Ines. mention her right Ines. Yeah. um she came up to our booth and she was like hey like uh, i like what you guys are doing with the podcast like pretty much like i don't want to put it, it was somehow in those in those words she kind of mentioned how uh -huh. like um she noticed that like the conversations we're having with these guests and how they're opening up to us so it's kind of feels nice that you don't realize i think sometimes how, the impact yeah like the impact that you're making and then sometimes like our anxiety or our self-doubt mm -hmm. blocks all that stuff but sometimes you really have to sit down and like think that like damn like yeah because there's some people that maybe don't op want to open up to others and stuff like that you know so it, yeah. it, we do appreciate that yeah people tend to open up to us and like uh, feel comfortable around us to open up and also like like shout out to Ines and like all those people like mm -hmm. you said that even though like we're uh we're working on like not caring about validation yeah but it is it's beautiful and nice to when people tell you like oh what you're doing like because again our self-doubt mm -hmm. we're like oh because i wanted to end the show kind of and then yeah. then this 
uh, Inez is like over here, like saying like your show is really like it's it's really dope what you guys are doing. Obviously, I'm like rephrasing it also, yeah. like, but it's like pretty much in other words, like saying that it's cool what you guys are doing, and then that kind of reaffirms like okay, then we're doing this and we shouldn't like just we have so something to say and people are actually listening and getting something from it, yeah. uh, and it wouldn't be right like for our because that is our purpose to help people. I think that's always been something we've always wanted to do and it manifested into this into the harmful truth that's true um and how you said too like even if it's just like five people watching or yeah view, it it evolves it starts building from five to ten yeah. to fifteen and like stuff like that so it's it's just like um i think just putting it out there um your art no matter if there's no one the watching criticism it, it's for or, yourself yeah. honestly like that's if it if it, you like your painting or whatever you're whatever you're making mm -hmm. if it makes you happy go ahead and put it out there because i think you never know who's who it is gonna um affect positively yeah or you're if you're like affect because you might be in, uh what's it called uh inspiring others mm -hmm, and that's that too. that's another thing too um and, oh and then shout out to Ines's son i don't know her, his name oh, but yeah. he bought it was like my he bought a spider-man <laughs> zombie painting and it was actually his first little art piece that he bought right yeah. i think is what she said so mm -hmm. it's, it's pretty dope so shout out to them appreciate you guys um, and uh, I mean, might as well just do it now. We want to thank like all the guests that we had this season, um, season four, um, Alex, and then I don't even see his platform because I feel like I always butcher. Oh, we are Kata Nation. <laughs> yes, uh, shout out to, to him because we've been on his podcast and also for having us at his event on 1111. Um, shout out to Luz, Luz de Arte, um, a really dope uh, human being as well. Like mm -hmm. pretty much like I really love this season too because it was even more encompassing like the yeah. mental health component mm -hmm. and everybody uh, spoke up like Alex talked about uh, dealing with his anxiety and depression, mm -hmm. Luz about um, also her mental health mm -hmm. um, struggles that she has and and she and talking about uh, being like openly about your emotions and mm -hmm. it was just like so beautiful. Yeah. And then she obviously like cried on the episode and uh, the uh, the irony that I was telling her when I was editing her episode, it was around the time that my grandpa passed when I was editing that episode. Um, and I cried. And in that episode, if you see it, it's kind of like manifesting because we're like, quiere llorar, like a me, like I was, we were talking about it. Yeah. If you see, go back to the episode. Or maybe I'll add the freaking little clip or something. Like the, well, um, me and my twin sister lot, were like huh? the oldest one. So like in, in uh, Latino culture, like always the oldest, like you tend to be kind of like the parent sí. or like have the world on your shoulders. Yep. So that's like I, how I I was like all my emotion and I was like the like my sister my twin sister was like the more extrovert I was the introverted uh -huh. and so I felt like I would always just bottle up my like hold on to them and just thinking like it was a, a, a sign of weakness is what I saw yeah. it as and so like and then my mom was also kind of the same way like now she's becoming more like emotional now yeah, she got older uh -huh. but we, I think I got that from her where like I held I held it and I saw it as people see me crying it's like a weakness so it was kind of like a a protection to protect myself i so, totally see that and so I, I probably have to go to therapy maybe that'll make me cry but she or my mom see me cry they, they want to cry because it's like it takes a lot for me to cry yeah you know? just like if it like hurts <laughs> me to see her i literally told her like i was as i was like uh editing this video you your your uh interview or your episode like helped me kind of heal too because i started crying and it was like a release. So I was like, it's even helped me. Uh, shout out to uh, who was Jordan. after Jordan. Jordan. Shout out to that him. Really, really, really dope guy yeah. too. We talk about um, his and family. He, he, what he did though, because he has a very like nice sense of humor too. Yes. And, like funny. <laughs> he honestly, we were feeling like crap that day, like really bad. I think my grandpa was in the hospital during that yes. time. So I feel like it was kind of, he lifted up our spirits with his jokes. And it was like a little mm -hmm. bit of like um, seriousness, but like a mix with also his jokes. And Yeah, it was and, like lighthearted. Yeah. yeah. And so, yeah, thank, we thank him for that too. Because mm -hmm. uh, again, a lot of these episodes, we've stacked them. Uh, yeah. And so, and then we're releasing them after the fact. Mm -hmm. And then and the then next the one, one, the last one was happy. Kathy from Women Who Podcast. Yeah. Uh, shout out to her mm -hmm. as well. Like a, a really dope um, human being. Like we always are going to be appreciative of being on her magazine. If you don't already go follow, follow all of them. Yeah. Um, and also, like I said, I was talking about her too, because her magazine like uh, focuses on women who podcast independent mm -hmm. women all over the world. And I really love that. And so all of these uh, individuals and even go, uh, go back to their episodes. We're going to be releasing them like from season one to season three. I think those are the ones that are missing. Right. Yes. Um, so I'll be re-uploading those. Cause again, we started the new YouTube channel, the heartful truth. Um, and then that way you can kind of re-see all these and we'll, we'll re-promote them. I say we, but it probably may help the most. I I'm just going to upload them to YouTube, but she'll probably help with the marketing. We'll probably split it now that we're kind of taking a break too. Yeah. Um, it'll help us. And that's another reason why, like it's so many we things that we got to, to yeah. do. Um, so we want to thank everybody again 
that's been on the show from from season one till now who's tuned in from the beginning or even if they just started literally like right now in this episode or like the last couple episodes we appreciate it we do want to encourage people to like comment because i, I want to get more interactive mm -hmm. and even me and Melly talked about another thing like going live and yeah. maybe having people ask us questions like i don't know we're still trying to figure out feel free to like or leave in the comments what you want to see or anything of yeah. what you want to see next yeah yeah that would be dope or like ideas that you can mm -hmm. probably pitch to us that you would yeah. like us to do because again we have so many things but we're trying to figure out yeah. what we're going to be so uh thank you guys for thank tuning you. in for another episode of heartful truth uh again this was season four episode seven lucky seven for me <laughs> for both of us um and yes the season finale um subscribe to our youtube channel follow us on all social media it's the heartful truth Right now, we just have Instagram and YouTube. And uh, obviously, on all streaming platforms, the Heartful Truth, like Spotify, Apple Music, I think is what you call it now, and all that. Anything else before Not we get out of here? Thank you. Yeah, thank you, guys. Peace.